0: About to start recording now.
1: You're good. <laughs> All right, 104, 104. Here we are. <laughs> we got our first uh, Skype interview, and we have a, a special guest here, um, Miss Becca Longo. And if you don't, know, if you don't know Becca, she was the first uh, female athlete to get a football scholarship. So pretty big time. But Becca, I haven't seen you. I think the last time I saw you, I was about 10 whiskey coaxed deep at a, at a bar at the weekends back in Colorado.
2: Yeah, you absolutely were. Are you sure it was only 10? Yeah,
1: it was probably more. But, uh, <laughs> that was fun times. Me and Becca were actually teammates uh, back in Colorado at Adams State University. So we've been homies, hung out a lot. She's a cool girl, one of the dudes, I'd say. And um, we're happy to have her. She's a big guest. And Becca, how about you kind of shoot uh, the people your background?
2: I am so happy to be here, first of all. Um, a little bit about myself. I was born in California, raised in Arizona, started playing soccer. And that's kind of where I got my kicking background from. Um, and just one day was out on the field with a bunch of the guys during track practice while they were throwing the football around. I said, Hey, put it on the ground real quick. Let me try something. And I kicked it and ran straight to the athletic director's office saying I was going to be his kicker next year
1: damn that's that's neat um what do the dudes and all them say like you kick it really good and they're just like oh crap or you've always been like the the tomboy or competing i
2: i have always been the tomboy i grew up with a brother who's like 11 years older than i am and he was like my best friend and my idol so i always wanted to do whatever he did and so that involved sports all the time so i just kind of had to grow up a lot faster than most people and i grew up with that definite tomboy background
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. So what you started playing uh, high school football when?
2: Uh, My sophomore year was my very first season playing.
1: Okay, take us through that um, that high school career and what was like being with all, you know, dudes and the locker room, you know, football and that whole uh, the pressure. And.
2: Oh, man, I remember my first game like it was yesterday. I do not remember the kick whatsoever, though. All I remember was like on the bus on the way to the game on the phone with my mom crying saying I was going to throw up from being so nervous. Uh, <laughs> and they actually kicked the ball off to us and we ran it back. So I didn't even have time to like mentally prepare for the kick. So I just went out there. My legs were shaken. I told my holder, I was like, you're going to have to run this in. I can't kick this. But I mean, he put it down and I kicked it and blacked out and don't remember a thing besides it going through.
1: Damn, you were that, like, you blacked out. Like, it was that, like, intense.
2: Yeah, I do not remember whatsoever.
1: Wow. But uh, overall, that high school experience was really good, right? You didn't get, I mean, people were. yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Back then, people were really supportive of what I was doing, um, which I was really appreciative of. But it hasn't been so lately.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's what we really want to kind of show, like, the the real story kind of behind the scenes. Because, you know. I mean, you've been pumped up in the media. You know, the first Mm -hmm. girl to get a scholarship, CNN, Good Morning America, Bleacher Report. I mean, your name was out there. And when you get put in that that public eye, what, um, all the haters, all the critics, like, can you kind of take us into when that started really happening, when you got the offer?
2: It was only a couple days after I got the offer, um, well, after I signed, really, um, My phone, I had to like turn all my notifications off. I just like there was a period where I did not turn my phone on at all just because my phone was just constant notifications. And majority of them were actually negative at the time. Like believe it or not.
1: Yeah. No, I totally I remember like uh seeing that because like I'd be on Reddit or like the Twitter, the social medias, and everyone's like, Oh, what is this? A publicity stunt? Like, did she cause you didn't did you hit a field goal in high school?
2: Yeah. Yeah, oh, I did.
1: You hit a lot of PATs. Remember, what, you were like 30 some for 30 – that's what I remember yes.
2: reading. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I was like 30 – my senior year, like 33 for 36, and those last three were blocks from the right side.
1: Okay, and those are PATs. How many field goals did you have?
2: I had – I want to say three, I, I think – I don't know. We had the number one quarterback in the nation. So we always just went for it on fourth down. And like, that's what people don't see and don't realize is like, I didn't like get those opportunities because I couldn't do them. I didn't get them because we had an amazing offense.
1: Totally. Totally. So when this was all happening. Like, can you take us through like that, that stress? I mean, that, that level of like, Oh my God, I'm just out here playing football. I didn't know this was going to turn into you know, national wide news and, I mean, that's going to be pretty hard, especially at a young age. What are you, 18?
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I was 18 at the time, just turning 18. Um, it, like, didn't seem real. So they had told me during my, like, award ceremony that I was the first female to get a football scholarship. And I didn't realize, like, what, how big that was until I was, like, receiving a phone call at midnight. And so I, like, answered it, and I'm like, hello, and it was uh, an ESPN reporter wanting to do an interview on me, like, waking me up in the middle of the night, wanting me me to do, like, my first interview, and I was like, whoa, this is a lot bigger than I thought. And then, like, the next few days, I remember that my teachers didn't have me go to class. My athletic department, like, pulled me out of class for the days because I had so many interviews. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
1: So... What did what was that experience like then? I mean, also you need to go through the interview circuit. I mean, you're the the hottest commodity, the glitz and the glamour. Everyone wants to talk to you. I mean, it's surreal, right? And you, you were with famous people. I mean, the softball games and like oh, did you feel it was it feel pretty cool?
2: Oh, uh, it was absolutely amazing. I loved it. I've always wanted to be See, okay, I've worded this wrong before. I used to say I always wanted to be famous until that actually happened. I don't want that anymore. I just want to be rich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was so cool. Like, the people I met, the experiences I got to have were just absolutely amazing. But it, it had its downfalls. Like, I had people, like, with cameras following me around school. And I had fake friends, people that I haven't talked to in years, come up to me and try acting like my best friend. But since the cameras are on me, I have to act nice all the time. I can't just tell them, like, go piss off.
1: Yeah, that's... I mean, so how did you deal with that? Did you have, like, your close circle? Did you um, have, like, a mentor? I mean, someone to kind of help you out through this process? Because it's not many people go through it.
2: Mm-mm. Oh, man. I had, like, the best support system. I mean, there were times that I would come to the training facility that I train at just to cry to my trainer about it because like he is the strongest person I know and the only person that can get me out of any slump that I'm in so he's going to be like that is my idol right there
1: shout out that guy what's his name
2: <laughs> alex Zendejas.
1: shout out big alex man good good for you <laughs> so let's talk about kind of the the downside of fame because everyone you know they act like they want to be famous like you said before yeah. I want to be famous, but now I've seen it. I want to just be rich. Like what are the negatives of that lifestyle? You know, being out in the public eye and your privacy and.
2: There really is no privacy. And that's the thing. Like, and people always have these prejudgments of you that majority of the time are not true. And I'm such a, a people pleaser. I don't like when people don't like me. And so like, getting this fame all these people that i didn't even know just hated me for yeah. no reason and they didn't even know who i was and so like that was emotionally draining it was terrible
1: yeah i mean i couldn't imagine i mean especially at 18 too like mm-hmm. like you're growing up and that, that's brutal but let's take <laughs> it into kind of when you so you came the summer to adam state and um, how about you take us through kind of what it was like going into the jungle? You know, you're a woman going into a man's sport. Like, how did you, you know, the fearlessness, how did you deal with that?
2: Um, I don't know. I've always just had that in me, I feel. I, I'm one of those who like loves and like thrives in pressure. So like being thrown into situations like that, I just felt like was nothing for me. Um, and to be honest, I wasn't the only girl on that team. Like, you guys acted like a bunch of girls all the time with all your complaints. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you bonded well. Like, you came in there, and you were really uh, personable and uh, nice and friendly. And, and you were down to earth. And you are. Like, right now, Thank people you. Are, can hear the real side of you. You're, uh, you're not you. Uh, stuck up. And that's what's really uh-huh. it's hard. Like, the critics and the people, that they don't know you. And they, I think it's the insecurity projecting. But anyway, so let's go through uh, your first uh, year at Adams. You know, you had a lot of pressure on you. Like, they're oh, is she going to be the kicker, the starter? Um, and kind of how did that uh, play out and, and so forth?
2: Oh, man. I, going into it, Rosie had told us that kicking is uh, a week-to-week job, and whoever, pre- like, performed, the, like, that well each week was going to be the one playing. And he had us all suited up for the first game, and – fourth quarter came around and he looked at me down the line he's like are you ready to go in I'm gonna send you in for a field goal and I think there was a turnover or something so I never got to go in that game which I'm actually thankful for because then I got to use a redshirt year um and just like improve and get better but like throughout the whole year I mean it was pretty solid I didn't have any insecurities going into it um I was just ready to kick and I still am. Yeah.
1: What, um, so because you, you didn't play, you ended up using a red shirt and now, uh, had the spotlight kind of shifted away from you? Like the, the glitz and the glamour? Did people somewhat start, they forget it, start forgetting about you? Like the media and the news?
2: I noticed that when I didn't play and like that, I still haven't. All those fans that I have had now like turned on me in yeah. a sense. Like, I get so many hate messages and hate comments that I have to just go through and delete before anybody else can read them because they're brutal.
1: How does that, like, your mindset when all these fake people come around when you're on top and then when they, they leave, like, is it really, do you really focus on creating a good circle of people you can trust? I mean, how, I, if people just left me like that, I'd be really vengeful and hurt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? Do. How do you deal with it?
2: Um... Well, being a girl, I'm super emotional. So like, I don't want to say that I cry because of their comments, but I don't, it just, it hurts. Like I'm a real person and I know that they would never say that to my face because I'd square up in a heartbeat, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know. I just, I try to ignore it, but it's kind of hard when it's like every other notification on your phone. Um, but then I realized, like, there are more fans out there for me than there are haters. And that also, the haters know who I am, and I never know who they are. Exactly. So, I mean, I must be doing something right.
1: I love that. Hey, now, you got to tell our, our listeners, we actually have Dez. We're all on FaceTime, or Skype. and Dez, We're in the same coffee shop, but I'm outside. Dez is in the coffee shop. But Dez, I mean, not on your level with the CNN and the, all the media, but Dez played uh, for the Jaguars. And he kind of... Oh, no yeah, he went... Uh, yeah. He got pretty high, and, and he kind of felt similar things that you have about the fake people that come around. Dez, do you want to kind of speak on that because you guys can relate on that level?
0: Yeah, especially because I was, I was from Jacksonville, um, and then I went back to my hometown team to play there. Um, so the, the media kind of ate it up, like always coming to me, like what's it like to be a trial player? Because I didn't get drafted. I, I tried out. Um, so they just kind of always ask me about those, um, those the trials and everything you go through. Um, so it was, it was, it was tough and they, they really do spit you out. Like once you get cut, they don't care about you. But, um, what, so with those, like, with those fake people that come around, how's that, like, how's that really affected your everyday life?
2: Um, I've definitely become more introvert because of it. I used to always be out there with everything, what I'm doing, how I'm feeling, all that kind of stuff. And I've just, like, kept that to myself because I don't want their opinions to affect me in any way. How do you...
1: Yeah, keep going, Des.
0: Uh, yeah, because those comments probably get a little tough to, to like, read. You're just like, oh, yeah. man, like, this person has no clue who I am. But, like, you know, you see you have a big following on Instagram and most of your social media and stuff. And it's, it's really tough to decide which ones are really there for, like, the real stuff. Or really there to hate on you, but like you said, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping.
2: Yep.
1: (laughs) Big facts. Um. Well, cool. Now let's uh. So the first season you redshirted. Um. Let's talk about going into the spring ball, the next spring. You know, where where was your mindset at? I mean, um, the your people. Um. Just kind of go through the spring ball. You know, going into the next season.
2: Yeah. So going into the next season, I was uh I was prepared this time, more prepared than I felt last time. Um. And I was just ready to kick, honestly. But unfortunately, the week before our first game, I had, like, suffered an ankle injury and had gone to the trainer about it. And I'm like, hey, can you look at this really quickly? And she had told me nothing was wrong. And so that I went out, I tried kicking again, and I could get maybe two or three kicks before, like, I could hardly walk. Um. And then one morning I woke up and I like could not feel my ankle whatsoever. Uh, and so I like decided to go get it checked out. And it turns out that I had like torn a tendon in my ankle and that it like because the trainer had told me, oh, you're fine. The scar tissue had built up and it had fused to my bone. So Not only did I like tear it, but they also had to pull it off of the bone, take the scar tissue out, fix one of the little straps that goes, that holds it in place so, I was just all messed up. So, I had to take a medical red shirt because of that right before our first game. So,
0: you got... The th- what?
1: You got medical red shirt? Mm-hmm. How do you know that? Oh. Um, so, you have... How many Elizabeth- <laughs> years left do you have? Four?
2: I have three. Only three just because my t- my clock.
1: Oh, the clock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the medical
2: if- red shirt wouldn't have mattered anyways, but...
1: Okay. Let's take a step back because I forgot to mention it. What... Was it like, you know, a normal college girl? I mean, college is obviously different and, you know, the tension, you're away from the parents and all that. But being someone that's in the spotlight and going, first of all, I mean, Adam State's a small town. What was it like being, I mean, the big name there, the big fish in a small pond? And-
2: I hated it. I'm going to be honest with you right now. I always had a smile on my face every day. But now that I'm out of that environment, I am just like thriving right now. I absolutely hated it there. I went in like outmanned, outnumbered. It was me and like the football team against everybody else. Um, I didn't have any friends that were girls there just because like they were all like in their own little cliques and then just excluded me because of all the attention I got. So I didn't even have a chance going into it.
1: Besides when you hung out with me, you were happy, right?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's interesting too. And I can I can see similarities in that. I'm not trying to bash uh, you know, the Alamosa and all that, but I think uh, the the smaller towns and kind of the, the people there, I mean, there's a lot maybe jealousy of someone that's actually out in the in the world, like, you know, really doing something and you know, they're in their, you know, little bubble, the San Luis Valley and And especially when, I mean, you're a girl, too, so you want to hang out with girls, too, but it's not fair to you that you come in there, and they have all these uh, conceptions about you, and she's in the spotlight, so they kind of, you know, talk behind your back, and so I bet that was very lonely. That's another part where... It
2: was. It was. That was honestly the biggest difficulty I faced was loneliness, because, I mean, I loved you guys, and you guys were my best friends and whatnot, but, like, I'm a girl, and I have girl things, and... That you guys wouldn't be able to relate to and i like just couldn't talk to you about them because you guys wouldn't understand you know what i'm saying
1: no totally totally um what about uh dating life can, can you uh <sighs> on that being a uh, famous
2: i was hoping you were gonna ask this because <laughs> actually last year i'm not gonna name names but one of our uh i was hanging out with some of the guys you might have been there but one of our transfer students actually asked me out on a date before knowing who I was, and so, like, obviously, I turned him down because I knew who he was. Um, and we had our first football meeting the next day, and he saw me walk into the building. <laughs> His face was absolutely priceless
1: that's hilarious! But at least, I mean, <laughs> he came up to you, didn't really know who you were, so don't you kind of like that? Is that someone, yeah, going-
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I would never date one of my teammates. This is weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the big thing that the coaches push on us. And as a team, you know, things like, yo, you, know, you got to be one of the, you know, homies. You can't mix the, I the, am. the sports and the that other stuff.
2: Yeah. I didn't realize how much of one of the dudes I was until yesterday, because like at work, we have to like greet all the customers as they come in. And I noticed that all the girls like say like, hi, how are you? And I just like give them like a little head nod.
1: Yeah, that's that's neat. Um, cool. Well, yeah, that's great. What let's keep getting in, let's dive into that, that famous part because it's interesting to so many different people. What mm-hmm. I mean, like your the DMs, like who like people like endorsement deals, and like what kind of like life is that like? I mean, do you have to really just kind of go into that?
2: Um, I mean, it's pretty interesting actually. Uh, the <laughs> guts that people have with some of the messages that they send me is mind blowing. Like I would never be that confident. (laughs) Yeah. But they're shooting from outside the building. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But I mean, I have to go through and you know how you have like message requests. I have to go through and decline like over a hundred every single day jeez over a hundred messages a day yeah because it goes to like when it starts counting up your message requests, it goes to like 99 plus and i just like sometimes i'll go through and read them most of the time i won't and i just hit decline
1: um it's and you said like these people are saying just reckless stuff too and it's kind of weird how people that are in the spotlight like regular you know people that aren't in it they treat them different like not humans Mm -hmm. like they're like uh Mm -hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Can you kind of speak on that? Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't feel like they think that I'm a real person. <laughs> like, it's just, what is the word I'm looking for?
0: they kind know, of I put you, you on a pedestal.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, but that I can't live up to. Um, it's almost impossible to get to those expectations that all these people have put on me. But with the messages, it's like these 50 year old dudes are asking me to marry them. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even legally allowed to drink yet. Yeah. Like,
0: Did they ask, do they ask you gross. for your Cash App name?
2: Yes, I have oh, had that happen yeah. before, but you know, it's against NCAA rules. So, <laughs>
1: hey, but you just, you just spoke on it the um, living up to expectations and uh, the diversity of not playing. Do you want to really hit on that? Like, how does someone deal with that? that amount of uh, pressure and, and what people are expecting out of you.
2: I think it just has to do a lot with your support system. I really do because without everybody in my life, that's in my life now, I probably would be a complete wreck. And somehow I'm like kept sane because of all of that. And it's all owed to them. Um, absolutely. All on them.
1: Okay, support system is key. Do you try to stay off the socials then so you don't have to be uh, a part of that? I mean, I see you on Snapchat a lot, but do uh, <laughs> like, you think that plays a negative effect in your day-to-day life when you're checking that stuff and seeing all that crap, or you kind of became numb to it?
2: The sad thing is, is that I have become numb to it. I mean, there are some here and there that'll, like, cut deep, like, ooh, that one hurt a little bit, um, but... Yeah, it's just I have really have become numb to most of the comments at this point because there's not anything that I haven't heard yet. Yeah. Like, if you're going to, like, roast me or offend me, please have it be something new. I'm getting bored at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good. That's good to hear. That's really good to hear. Now, let's uh, – wait, what are you saying Does?
0: What What are some of the top DMs you've gotten? Oh,
2: like, Do man. both guys, like, trying
0: to – Try to challenge or like outkick you or stuff like that.
2: Yes, I get that. I get that a lot of the time. And they're like, if I win, I get to take you out on a date or something like that. Like, one, you're not gonna win. So, hey, do you, you remember, remember when you uh, right
1: you remember when you came I said, because you were a hooper too? I said, play me one on one. The winner, uh,
2: oh my, got
1: oh. oh, <laughs> yes, uh, no, to buy wigs.
2: Oh, you was that guy. I
1: Now definitely have to buy Rooney
2: wings. <laughs>
1: that was good. But, um, hey, so let's talk about, we talk about the kind of the negative parts of all this and the adversity, but now let's talk about this comeback because uh, you decommitted from Adam State. You've been kicking a lot, I see, you know, um, with your trainer. And let's talk about how you are preparing to, you know, get back on the field.
2: Yeah, I just got cleared about uh, two months ago. Um, I've been training every single day, sometimes twice a day, uh, I'm just ready. I'm ready to kick. My leg is stronger than ever. It's faster than ever. I'm getting more height on the ball, better contact on the ball. Like, this year is my year. I'm just waiting to find a home.
1: Do you think uh, people are hesitant on offering you or talking to you because of the publicity that comes with it?
2: I think they're more hesitant in the fact that I'm a girl. Because then it becomes like, a money issue I want to say because like away trips she's gonna need her own room and I'm not playing basketball anymore so what are we gonna do with her like in the locker rooms like that kind of stuff but I mean what some schools don't realize is the amount of publicity you're gonna get from me is so much outweighing the cost of what it would like have be to have me there
1: Totally. And that's um Adam State got a lot. A huge amount mm-hmm. because absolutely. you've been there. Absolutely. So um great. You're just gonna you keep training away and you wanna land somewhere this fall, hopefully for fall camp.
2: Yeah.
0: Good. What's yeah, the what's absolutely. the recruiting process like right now? Like um, what is it like for just... a girl? You know what I mean? So it's, it's like completely different compared to us. Uh, isn't it? Wouldn't it be a little bit different than us? <clears throat> because you go on a and visit and stuff?
2: Yeah, I do. I do go on visits and stuff. Um, But, I mean, I just put highlight film together and sent it out to a bunch of schools and hearing back, hearing, like, some of my options and everything. So, I mean, I feel like it's the same, in a sense. Oh, All
0: right. So, what are are your top schools that you're looking at right now? Where would you, like, if you had to pick a school that you wanted to land at, where would it be?
2: I don't want to jinx it. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I don't want
2: to jinx it. (laughs)
0: I mean, if you put good stuff into the universe, it usually comes back. So who cares?
2: It's true, though.
0: All right, list know. the top five. Then. Give us a top five.
2: Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, all right. I so I, want, I wanted to go to NAU to begin with just because, like, I know they're kickers. Um, and Arizona.
1: Mean, you live there. Huh? You live in Arizona. Yeah,
2: Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. Closer to home. I know a bunch of people that go up there. I'd be going into, like, a comfortable environment. But uh, their kicking spots are all full. They recruited some more. Um, So that one was my top, and now it's just, like, off. Um, I'm really interested in Dixie, Dixie State in St. George, Utah. Great, great camp. Uh, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, beautiful. City. Uh, University of Tennessee, Martin.
1: Okay.
2: Um... I don't know. San, uh, San Antonio.
1: Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. That's cool though. What let's ask yeah. him personal questions here. What about what's the last book you oh, read? Man. Are you a reader?
2: I'm not a reader. I read my timeline and that's it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there was this one book that one of my friends had recommended to me that I'm gonna have to get pretty soon. um, I have no idea what it's called, so I'm going to have to ask him again. But, no, I do not read. I think the last time I read was, like, a Dr. Seuss book.
1: My goodness. Do you uh, meditate? Do you spread to spiritual stuff? you go for long walks?
2: I go for runs.
1: For I go for
2: runs to clear my mind. That's what eases me. Um, I, do, I do meditate, I'd say. I like my quiet time alone and my quiet space to think. Um, I pray. Yeah, I do, I do a lot of that, just to like, stay within myself, stay centered and calm.
1: Yeah, yeah grounded and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. great. What about uh, a TV show you've been watching, or best last movie you've seen?
2: Uh, Avengers Endgame.
1: Oh, you're one of those great Absolutely. You like that, the movie, the
2: superheroes? Absolutely. I loved it. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I was crying the whole time.
0: Who's your favorite superhero? You really, you really cried?
2: Oh yeah, the whole time. The opening <laughs> scene, the opening scene when his family disappears, instant tears. Soft.
0: The end, the end got me. The end of it got me. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. oh yeah, that one got me too. When yeah. Spider Man ran up to him, I yeah. Oh I'll talk yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then every everybody at the end, like when Captain America comes back and he's like, yeah, yeah.
1: Is this uh, yeah. yeah. Can't be doing those.
0: The movie's been <laughs> off for like a month and a half now.
1: Yeah, if you, you haven't know, seen it yet.
0: Yeah, just oh, go ahead well. and wait till whatever else comes out.
1: Well, Becca, <laughs> um, over this process, the last couple of years, you know, how much you've gone through, went through, what are some kind of life lessons or things you really learned from it? And, you know, how have you come out as a person, do you think?
2: I feel like, I don't know, my whole experience has just made me so strong and independent as a person. Um, I'm so grateful for that because, I mean, I used to not be as independent as I am now. Um, But just the realization that really anything is possible. Like as cliche as that sounds, if you work hard enough and want something bad enough, you can do anything you want to do.
1: Totally. absolutely what does, the, what does the future hold for becca longo
2: kicking kicking and kicking and kicking and more kicking maybe some more movies in there maybe i'll read a book or two but then kick again
1: and you you talked about this too about maybe getting into um um like a reporting too right sports reporting or yeah, talk-
2: absolutely that's my uh that's my major right now is like sports management so i want to be like a sports analyst or uh an agent or a reporter something in the sports field i live for this stuff
1: yeah that's awesome well hey we really appreciate you coming on you're our first pretty big guest and appreciate you taking the time i know you got training uh coming up here but you're in a car skyping us (laughs) and and uh it's cool that you uh you want to be on this so obviously we're you know smaller right now we're gonna blow up and
2: oh yeah no i'm just waiting i can't <laughs> wait to be like hey i was the first person on that there yeah. we go <laughs>
1: but awesome hey i hope you have a, a great day and um we look forward to seeing you play on the field here in the fall
2: of course of course i'll definitely be following you guys around too
1: sounds good
0: appreciate it beggar
2: <laughs> of course thank you have a good one. you too bye-bye
0: we, hold on, Becca.